Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and Truth Social. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Little Aaron Lewis for us. Don't forget, he's coming to uh, Wichita here, I think, later July, June, something like that, out at the Cotillion. Make sure you check that out. It seems like the left is waging a perpetual war against traditional norms and values. One of those warriors who is engaged constantly in that battle against the woke mob is best-selling author and nationally syndicated talk show host Todd Starnes. You can hear him weekdays from 2 to 4 here locally on KQAM. Joining us now is Todd Starnes. Todd, it is a pleasure to have you back on the show again, brother. John, always great to hang out with you. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> oh, of course, my friend. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's been a while. I like to have you on a little more frequently, but well, you've just been too darn busy down traveling to Mar-a-Lago and writing books and doing all the stuff that you've been doing. It's nice to get to squeeze you in. Glad to do it. Yeah, it's been uh, busy, but always have time for uh, the good people of Wichita. Great town. Um, I wanted to, before I, I got to some of the other stories that I, I follow, and, and I visit your website all the time, I'm, I think almost daily, I'm, I'm on toddstarns.com, but I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the horrific attack in Texas that left 19 children and, and two, a dead, uh, two adults dead this week. Um, I listened to your commentary on Wednesday on this. I, I think you nailed it. And despite what the gun control mob would like us to believe, that this the whole thing isn't really about guns. I think you really summed it up. It's about a lack of 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 God, a lack of moral leadership, um, and I think that's really what this comes down to. I think so. And you know, when you look at what's been happening, really since the the nineteen eighties, 
uh, and I think it really ratcheted up in, in the 1990s. Uh, we have seen uh, a very successful attempt to eradicate morality from the public marketplace. Uh, this concept, this idea of everybody has their own truth. Well, at face value, we know that is not true. Uh, we, we have decided to jettison absolute truth for the sake of tolerance and diversity. Uh, the reality is there is absolute truth. But the problem is when you believe that when you buy into this argument that uh, that everybody has their own truth, you you get absolute chaos in the culture. And, and that's what's been happening uh, in, in our nation. And of course, truth ultimately comes from the Holy Scriptures. That's that's where we learn about truth, this idea that the, you know, the truth will set you free. But unfortunately, we have been shackled by these leftist concepts that literally want to strip God out of everything we do in the public marketplace. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that upsets me most about these kinds of incidents is how quickly those on the left look to politicize them. I mean, just even, even so obvious as Beto O'Rourke interrupting a press re conference to try and make political points for his upcoming election. It, it's just, it's, it's crass, it's crude. Yes, uh, Bobby Francis O'Rourke, the fake Mexican uh, running for governor, and CBS News, credit to them, they actually called him out, and they said that this looked to be a pre-staged event where he disrupted that, that press conference. You have Joe Biden um, really calling for a gun grab, says anybody who owns an AR-15 just wants to shoot people. And then you have Barack Obama uh, telling people, hey, don't forget to remember George Floyd. So uh, I find it disgusting that we would equate the deaths of 21 people, most of them children, to a man who tragically, tragically uh, died at the hands of police because he was, quite frankly, hopped up on drugs. Yeah, and, you know, Todd, the, the left has been so quick to blame the deaths of these poor kids on, on Republicans. That's come up. I've seen that already. They're blaming congressional Republicans. They're blaming Senate Republicans. They completely ignore the deaths of millions of babies. You know, when the conversation turns to abortion, abortion has killed more children than both guns and, and cars. But, you know, nobody talks about banning cars. But heaven forbid you talk about abortion and, oh, no, that's got to preserve that right. Well, when you actually look at the statistics, uh, it is true that there are more people who have died from uh, from a gun than a car. But when you actually break down those numbers, over 50 percent of all gun deaths in America are suicides. Those are people right. pulling the trigger, taking their own lives. So you're looking at around 20,000 people who have been killed um, by someone else holding a gun, uh, that pales in comparison to the 40,000 people a year who are typically killed in, in automobile accidents. But again, I mean, there are a lot of people who get killed in, in stabbings. Or are we going to call for a national ban on butter knives? I, I don't think so. Um, there were a lot of things, John, that went wrong in Texas. And I, we're, we're, we still don't have the full picture. But what we do know is that there were multiple failures. You know, they're calling for gun control. We need more gun laws on the books. John, there's not a single gun law that would have um, forced that police officer or that school to have a, a security guard at the door. There's not a gun law in the books that would have led people, led the police to go in and storm the building instead of waiting for 60 minutes. And there's not a gun law in the world that would have locked that door. 
there were things that could have been done locally, things, common sense things that could have been done that were not done. And as a result, we've got just a, a horrible tragedy on our hands. No, you're you're absolutely right. We're talking with nationally syndicated talk show host Todd Starnes. Todd, uh, the other news, it's a little behind from what we've been talking about, but is the uh, the Supreme Court, the leaked Supreme Court decision and the related protests. We didn't see anything out of the court this week. Usually they come out on Mondays. So I'm expecting any Monday now for a decision to come out from the Supreme Court, likely uh, one that will you know, get rid of Roe. Um, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on both the, the imminent decision and the related protests. Well, it's it's horrifying to know that you have uh, law clerks that are th- that are doing what they did or whoever did what they did. Um, and that needs to be addressed. And, and that person needs to be rooted out. I find it hard to believe they still haven't captured the person who, who did that. Uh, regardless, I think one of the reasons why, you know, a lot of people thought, well, they're going to go ahead and release it. I, I was I, I don't think they are. And, and one of the reasons why I think they want to have this well-thought-out, well-reasoned, well-written arguments, uh, both affirming and dissenting opinions uh, in this particular case. So I think they're going to take their time, and and this very well may be the last case uh, that is released before the, the summer break. Um, but again, people need to understand that this does not outlaw abortion. It sends the issue directly back to the states, which is where it should have been decided in the first place. Todd, your most recent book, I've read it. We've talked about it before, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation. Fantastic book. So I always, when I get the chance to talk to you, I love to talk about culture stuff. Um, And I'm sure you keep track of stuff that's been going on with, like, libs of TikTok. Um, Some of the stuff that she posts, that she shares, is just fascinating things. I don't know if you saw the one she shared a story from uh, Campolino High School in California where this teacher reportedly was sharing a, a sex lesson which included questions to their students about their preferences on sex and masturbation. Uh, this is a, a classroom for middle schoolers, by the way. I mean, it's, wh- what is going on in America's classrooms where that's appropriate, or you sh- on your website, I saw the one from Washington, D.C., the elementary school that gave students from pre-K to third graders a presentation on how to be anti-racists. I mean, this is America's schools. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, for too long, moms and dads were disengaged. Nobody goes to the school board meetings anymore. Nobody pays attention. And really for a generation— these radical sex and gender revolutionaries have been able to um, have, have been able to groom children. They their their behavior is predatory and it's appalling. And and I'm you know what really strikes me about the whole libs of TikTok and and I think that it's a terrific uh, Twitter feed. But what I find amazing is that all of these school teachers have no problem <laughs> making these videos public. You know, they're they're proud of what they have done. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. And my contention is every time one of these videos pops up, uh, that individual ought to be fired, removed from the classroom. They've got no business around kids. My question is, how many others are out there that we don't know about? 
Yeah, that's a good that is the scary part, because I'm with you. Every time I see this, I just scratch my head and think to myself, what administrator is allowing this to go on in their schools? But then it does beg beg the question of what we don't see, what what they're not sharing. Uh, Speaking of sharing, you shared a story about a grade school counselor in Milwaukee who spoke at a public rally against uh, sex change surgeries and transgenderism. The teacher is now being accused of immoral conduct. Is that right? Did I read that right? Yeah, that's right. And so the uh, the counselor it could could actually lose her certification and license to teach uh, if she's found guilty. The issue the school district says they have is that she used profanity in her uh, public remarks. So that's that's the argument they're taking, and there's no doubt that she did. She dropped an F-bomb in the speech. Um, her attorneys say, you know what, it doesn't matter. That's free speech, and she has a right to say what she wants to say, and they're accusing the school district of infringing upon her constitutional rights. So we'll see how this plays out in the courts. I, I just It's another head-scratcher. I mean, since when is expressing your opinion vulgar or not, but it's outside the workplace – it just said it doesn't seem like that's appropriate for, you know, grounds for termination for her to express her opinion. I don't know. It, but and again, I found it at ToddStarns.com. So I highly recommend if folks want to, they should follow you. They can well, they can get the book Culture Jihad. They could also find you at Todd Starnes and uh, on Twitter. And then it's ToddStarns.com. And again, if they want to listen, you're on KQAM here in Wichita, two to four weekdays, right? We are. And that's been so much fun. And uh, we just salute all of our great Wichita listeners. And uh, it's a, we have a great time. It's, you know, we, we have a lot of fun, talk about the crazy issues of the day. And we love taking calls from our listeners. Well, brother, you know I appreciate you. And it's always a pleasure when I can. Todd, thank you again for, for sneaking on with me, and we'll just pretend like, you know, we uh, we, we just won't say anything across the hall. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that on the down low. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, brother. Thanks, Carry on the fight. Right. We'll be taking your calls at 845, but coming up after the break, we'll talk with Buddy Ullman, retired professor of biochemistry and molecular biology from the Oregon Health and Science University, about how Title IX was created to prevent discrimination but is currently being used to hunt down dissenters of wokeness. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Um, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, find the lyrics. Start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ed Council and Pivotal Ventures. Hey, this is Ted Woodward. I know we're all very busy these days, but when something goes wrong with the car, that is frustrating. Maybe you have squeaking brakes, pulsing brakes. Maybe the check engine light is on. The car won't even start. You need help, and you don't have time to drop off your vehicle at a shop and wait for days for everything to be fixed. You need to contact Wrench. The certified mechanic at Wrench will come to you, to your home or your place of work. 80% of the jobs done in the shop can be done at home. Go to Wrench.com and schedule a service time that works for you. No more waiting rooms. No more rental cars. Use the promo code TED, T-E-D, my name, TED, and save 10% off your first purchase. Go to Wrench.com for an upfront price quote. Then use the promo code TED and save 10% off your first service or repair. Plus, Wrench backs up work with a 12,000-mile warranty. 
What are you waiting for? Let Wrench do the work while you get to live your life. Wrench.com. It's the future of car service. It's been a week. Another mass shooting. Uvalde, Texas. 19 children. Better job with mental health. Common sense gun reforms. I'm not trying to take anybody's guns away. Why didn't they go in to the school? Did they do enough? We'll find out. And it all happened here. One China policy. The third time Biden has said we're going to go to war. Stay with us throughout the weekend. Cases of monkeypox. Safe baby formula. And as the new week begins. The NRA convention. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you're just trying to get me to get the nasty phone calls. <laughs> Dave. Oh, dude, looks like a lady. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't forget, if you ever miss an episode... Yeah, dude looks like a lady. Uh, I know. <laughs> oh, that's right. You can just visit knssradio.com. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. Make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. So, 50 years ago this June, Title IX was enacted into law prohibiting gender discrimination at educational institutions that receive federal funding. The landmark legislation was a driving force behind the evolution of college campuses and was created to prevent discrimination. Today, however, it's being used to hunt down dissenters of wokeness. Joining us now to discuss how Title IX is being misused to push a woke agenda is Buddy Ullman. He is a retired professor of biochemistry and molecular biology. Maybe he can finally answer the question of whether or not there's more than two genders. He's from the Oregon Health and Science University. As a faculty member, his research program in molecular paras- parastology, well, there's a new word for me, was continuously funded by the National Institutes of Health for over 34 years Finally, I think we're going to find out if there's more than two genders. Professor Ullman is an outspoken critic of abusive Title IX guidelines. Professor Ullman, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you. I'm honored and flattered. So, uh, Professor, uh, okay, since I've got you here and you're an expert, just in case there's any confusion, (laughs) there are only two genders, right? There's no cake gender there's no, I mean, I've seen some of these lists that say there's upwards of 8,920 genders, right. male and women, right? I mean, that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, well, there, uh, there is a, that, that's the base, there are two biological sexes. Okay. That is correct. Thank you. And, they, right. <laughs> and, they, and they are, they can be differentiated by the number of chromosomes in each nucleated cell in those individuals. 
There we go. Thank you for joining us this evening, Professor. We, <laughs> I mean, it could have been that simple of an interview, to be honest. <laughs> so uh, for most people, I think, uh, you know, the, the term Title IX investigation, you know, you think about that. People think, you know, allegations of rape or groping, unwanted, you know, unwanted sexual advances, that kind of stuff. Um, and then... We hear about this Wisconsin school district that has now accused three eighth graders of sexual harassment and is launching a Title IX investigation because three eighth grade boys didn't want to use they as a pronoun for a child that identified as a they. I mean, this is now a Title IX investigation. Right. That's an abuse of Title IX. Because t- Title IX is about gender discrimination, and that isn't anything. Somebody's language that that is not about gender discrimination. They can they can. Uh, it's about free speech, and I I would dis- I don't know the details of that case, but uh, th- that's really unfair. I mean, gender discrimination. We all know what that is. That you cannot uh, discriminate in the school program. Uh, on the basis of gender. And that's not what is being violated here by those three poor boys. So they're being charged for what's being called mispronouning, whatever that is. And I guess the investigation is being launched under Title IX. You're saying that that's a violation of Title. That that's not the it's purpose not of Title IX. To be, that's right. That is not the purpose of Title IX. I mean, I can't tell you what the school regulations and rules are. I would oppose such a regulation or rule, but that really should have nothing to do with Title IX. It's a misuse of Title IX. I mean, it's just it just seems so asinine to me that we're at a state nowadays where, you know, eight-year-olds are being investigated for sexual harassment because they mispronouning someone who the child wanted to be called they – and they called them her instead. I mean, is this really the state that we're that we're at? It, you are making a very uh, good point. I have a, a very good friend whose husband uh, was basically terminated because he said things like there are two genders. <laughs> and and uh, there are professors who are getting in trouble for this sort of thing. It's really wrong. There's a, from what I understand, Professor, there's a, a diverse coalition of about 88 groups, and they've now officially announced opposition. There's a proposal in the United States Department of Education to release a new Title IX regulation. I'm sure you're familiar with this. First off, can you tell have- us what's in the new regulation? What does the Department of Ed well, there, want to do? Two, there are two basic tenets. Of the new regulation, I of course have not. I'm not privileged to have gotten an advanced copy of the regulations, but there's been there have been some leaks, and the and the two things are that they want to expand the scope of Title IX to include not just uh, sex, but also sexual orientation and gender identification. That was and the second thing is that they really want to weaken the due process. So the the Title IX regulations are about how to uh, uh, the proceedings 
for how to deal with a Title IX dispute, a, de- a gender discrimination or a sexual harassment or a sexual assault dispute. And, and uh, the, the, the Biden administration wants to weaken those regulations. So you would literally be, uh, well, like the, the eight-year-olds, you could be, if they get this passed, you could be then fined or prosecuted or punished in some way for mispronouning or misgendering or, I mean, it's just so. Well, under Title IX, you're not, you cannot be fined and you cannot be prosecuted. This is not a criminal proceeding, but you can be expelled. Ugh. You can be suspended. So those are pretty, for, 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 an, for a, a K through 12 student or a college student, that's pretty severe punishment. Yeah. With, with major implications, if you had a scholarships or something like that, we're, Talking with Buddy Ullman, he's a retired professor of biochemistry and molecular biology from the Oregon Health and Science University. Part of this coalition, Professor, is 15 state attorneys general. The AGs argue a new interpretation of Title IX to include gender identity would provide a way for the federal government to, quote, improperly intrude into parental decision-making regarding the education and upbringing of their children. Are, are they right? I mean, are these AGs right? Uh, yeah, I, I support the AG. Uh, I've seen what they have written. I've read their document. It's actually quite excellent and very well written. It's not particularly political document. It's very, very reasonable, and they oppose the broadening of the scope of the Title IX regulations to include uh, gender identification and sexual orientation, because that was not the original intent of Title IX. The original intent of Title IX was about gender discrimination. They used the word sex, not gender. It was about discrimination on the basis of sex, not gender uh, gender uh, discrimination and not sexual orientation. And if they want to expand the scope of Title IX, that really has to go through Congress. Well, and at the time that Title IX was put in place, more male students were enrolling in universities, women were at a disadvantage, but those numbers have now completely flipped, isn't it? I mean, now isn't it that almost 60... I would say they haven't completely flipped. They're closer to 50-50, but there are, are for example, more, more women in college... There are more women in medical schools. There are more women in law schools, and and they are being judged on the basis of their uh, their ability. I have no problem. I think Title IX has been transformative. It's been very very good. It's just when they get when they when it's misused and it's misused to prosecute, uh, uh, for example, the children that you talked about who have used language that offends somebody and. It's also in in sexual harassment and sexual assault cases, especially on college campuses where the rules uh, you know vary, but but have been very bad in the past and are much better now in terms of adjudicating those disputes. What I find particularly ironic, amusing, whatever word you want to use here. Title IX was originally put in place to ensure a level playing field and protect women, yeah. and now here you have it being used to to basically force allow biological males in some cases to put them at a competitive disadvantage over biological females. So it's it's uh, totally counterintuitive. 
it, it is counterintuitive. And what, what you have here is a, or is a situation where uh, the rights, the so-called rights of transgender females are impinging on the rights of biological females. They're in conflict, and there are many women's groups, women's advocacy groups, who are opposed to this aspect of broadening Title IX, and I don't blame them. No, I don't either, and I think they should be. Here's an opportunity where we have feminists and conservatives both pulling in the same direction. So, um... well, Absolutely, and then that, 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 that you're making a good point here. Title IX should not be political. No. And, and it has become political. And it, you're right. It, it shouldn't be. And I'm glad to see those these two sides come together to defend what should be. Just let's ensure a level playing field for all sides here. Remind you and remind your audience that Title IX was uh, uh, passed in 1972 and signed in 1973. It was bipartisan, really bipartisan, overwhelming majorities of both the Democratic and Republican caucuses supported it. That's the way it should be. It's it's clearly being misused. I, I agree. I agree it's being misused. Professor Ullman, if folks are interested, if they want to follow you, they can find you on Twitter at Buddy Ullman. It's U-L-L-M-A-N on Twitter, correct? Correct. I appreciate you, Professor. Thank you again for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight, my friend. And thank you, John, and I thank your audience as well. We're going to pay a few bills. When we return... You know, I got a I got a surprise for you. I was able to sucker him. I begged, I pleaded, I groveled, and I got the House Majority Leader to stick around through the break. Dan Hawkins is with us. He stayed, and he's going to take calls. You want to talk to uh, to Dan Hawkins and I? We're going to take calls for the next two segments. Give us a call. Phone lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Odyssey is looking for an experienced digital and radio account executive to join our team. Odyssey seeks an experienced, self-motivated sales professional to develop and sell advertising and marketing campaigns to new and existing clients with an emphasis on new business development and digital sales. The account executive will use a wide variety of Odyssey's products in their portfolio to solicit businesses for advertising in their on-air, non-traditional, and digital platforms. If you are interested in a career in radio, submit your resume to odysseyinc.com careers. We are an equal opportunity and affirmative action employer. We ask Kansans about their driving habits. Trayvon, do you always wear your seatbelt? Uh, yeah. Yes. Really? Yes. What would your grandma say if she caught you driving or riding without one? She'd be like, I taught you better than that, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Click it, Kansas. If not for yourself, for grandma. A message from the Kansas Department of Transportation and your Kansas law enforcement community. I'm attorney Tyler Patterson. A car wreck never happens at a convenient time. If you're hurt in a wreck over the weekend, don't wait for Monday to get the help you need now. Seek medical help right away and then call us. I'm attorney Gary Patterson. At Patterson Legal Group, we're your 24-7 injury attorneys. We are available anytime to give you the help you need, so don't wait for Monday. Call Patterson Legal Group right away, and we'll get working on your case immediately. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This weather report is brought to you by Midwest Kia. We want to see you in a Midwest Kia. Look for some high clouds around. Otherwise, 73 overnight with a south wind. It'll be gusting up over 35 miles per hour at times. Plenty of sunshine into your Monday. Plenty of humidity around as well. 88 degrees and south winds gusting up over 40. Storms Monday night. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. I'm Kathleen Maloney. As Russia batters eastern Ukraine with heavy artillery, reinforcements are on the way. The U.S. M777 howitzers have arrived on the battlefield, and an advisor to President Zelensky confirms that Ukraine will soon receive multiple launch rocket systems from the U.S., giving Ukraine greater range, accuracy, and mobility. Fox's Mike Tobin. The Justice Department will investigate the response of local law enforcement to the mass shooting at a Uvalde elementary school. There was a lot of conflicting information they gave us in the first 24 to 48 hours of this. Initially, they said uh, officers rushed to the scene and were, were trying to get inside. Then they reported that, well, maybe the gunman uh, was inside for upwards of an hour. Fox's Bill Malugin, the president and first lady, traveled to Uvalde today to console families of the victims. America is listening to Fox News. still happens while you're at work. These activists posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. This is a dark and disturbing morning for America. Loan forgiveness is regressive. This is a war the Russians started. The Odyssey app. Easy to get my news right on their app. I stream it on the app. At work. I listen all day at work. The app is the easiest way to go for me because it's convenient and always there. 98.7 and 13.30. Download the Odyssey app now. KNSS. Biden's disinformation board. The board is going to tackle disinformation. Be concerned. Elon Musk, the guy buys Twitter, and they already have a ministry of truth because they're freaking out. Very concerned. Nina Jankowicz, head of the disinformation governance board. This very Orwellian sounding thing. The Dana Show. How is she going to be able to determine what is or is not disinformation? We don't know what she's going to be able to do. Weekdays from 11 until 2 on 98.7 and 1330. KNSS. Live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. 
You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and Truth Social page. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Remind you again that applications for the 2022 class of the Kansas GOP Men's Leadership Series are now being accepted. There, uh, you can go to MLS, uh, the Men's Leadership Series website, which is mls.ks.gop if you're interested uh, in more information on the Men's Leadership Series. And don't forget the uh, event coming up, not Monday, not tomorrow, but next Monday, the Value Them Both Week of Action with Matt and Mercedes Schlapp kicks off next Monday. That's June 6th from 7 to 8.30 p.m., Check-in begins at 6 o'clock. It's at Central Christian Church. More information is available on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and at value them both forward slash events if you uh, want more information. And, uh, well, again, we'll have Matt Schlapp with us next Sunday. We'll talk with him a little bit about that event and some of the stuff going on, national politics. I'm, I'm really looking forward. We've had Matt on the show before, and uh, it's always a pleasure when, when we can have uh, have Matt on the show. But... In the meantime, since I since I made you stay, Dan, I can't believe uh, I did that. I know, I know. So we've got our our house speaker. I did it again. That's the second time. Maybe, possibly, future speaker, but currently House Majority Leader Dan Hawkins with us. And, and by the way, phone lines are open three one six eight six nine thirteen thirty. If you're interested, if you want to talk, Dan is here. We'll take we'll take calls. Um, one of the things I get asked a lot is people who think they want to run for the House. They want to run for, you know, the Kansas Senate. And one of the things that we talk about a lot in the men's leadership series is we try and give them, you know, what, what your expectations are. And it was interesting when we had Jamie Bluebaugh on the show last week. I mean, he's running for District 101. And he said that he's going to be a green candidate, quote-unquote, and he wants to, which means in his mind, that means he's not going to take any uh, PAC money, any corporate money, and he's not going to do any mailers or any yard signs. He's trusting that the electorate will be informed, and that's how he's going to campaign. And, you know, I guess to an extent I respect that he's, he's trusting in an informed electorate, but you have to inform the electorate. And having, I mean, I've knocked, well over 12,000 doors in my career campaigning for myself and for others. You know what this is like. You have to have money. My first campaign alone, I spent over twelve grand. The last campaign, the Dems spent $15,000 attacking me in the last week alone in mailers. You can't win an election without donations. I mean, you know what this is like. Yeah, so, um, you know, I would say, Jamie Bluebaugh, good luck, um, <laughs> because... How do you how do you get your word out if you're and how do they know your name? Uh, truly, uh, unfortunately, this is the way it is. You know, there's probably about 20 percent of the people out there that understand the issues and know the candidates. And that's it. The 80 percent go to the poll and they've seen this name a lot. And so they recognize it. And that's who they vote for. So. Truly, if you're not going to put signs out, if you're not going to do any mailers, if you're literally going to do nothing but just think people are going to be informed about you without you educating them, you have zero chance of winning. You know, the I remember the first time I ran, John, 
uh, back in 12. It was 100 degrees, 30 days in a row. We were burning up out there. And I literally walked from 9 o'clock in the morning to 7 o'clock at night, six days a week. I took off of work for six weeks, six days a week, six weeks. And I covered my uh, house district twice during that time. And, and I won, uh, but I won because I got out there and worked and I did the mailers. I did, I think I did four mailers. Well, a mailer costs about $3,000 a pop. If you're lucky. Yeah. If you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. Depending on how you, how you, uh, sort the, the, the votary out there and who you send it to. So your district, anywhere from between three and four grand, uh, if you buy signs, you're going to spend 1500 bucks on sign. You buy palm cards, you're going to spend six, 700 bucks on palm cards. So you better have about $18,000 to work with. That's about right. Yeah. Because you're, you're the incumbent you're running against is probably going to have 40,000. Yep. Uh, because yeah. they've been fundraising for the whole last year. So they've kind of got a head start on this. And so, you know, it's a daunting task. I remember how daunting of a task it was. And so it's a, it's, it's a pretty tough proposition. Campaigning is not an easy, an easy thing to do. Yeah. And, and I think people, you know, what you mentioned the, the weather, that's the other factor and the time, because most people don't have that luxury of being able to take off work. And so I know, you know, my wife and I own a business. So when we, when I first ran, the only time I could was when, okay, I got off work, I go home, I changed, I went and I door knocked. And you've only got a limited amount of time there. So let's say 4.35 o'clock until about 6.37, because if you get too late, now people get annoyed. Right. Because this is family time. So you've got a small window on the weekdays, and then you've got the weekends, and some people don't want you knocking on their door on Sundays. Right. So, or certainly not during, so you've got to go after church. Right. So there's just a fine amount of time. It's very finite. And you're right that typical house district is about, what, 22,000 or so voters. Actually, now it's 23,500. So 23,000. Look at me. I yep. still know my numbers. So you got about 23,500. But that's not how many voters there are. That's just the number of constituents. Number of people right. in your district. And yeah. so in my case, you know, I was getting around 24 to 3,000 votes. So you got to figure out of my 23,000 constituents, where are the 3,000 people that are actually voting for me? And it's, that's also a task. Now, see, for me, uh, I have about 8,000 constituents vote. And so I, and, you, and you divide that in half, you're going to have to hit 4,000 doors. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, we've got a caller. Janidri, you're on the John Whitmer show. Thanks for sticking around. Hey, John. Hi, Majority Leader Hawkins. How are you both? Denidri, Is this the Denidri that I know well? <laughs> I think I'm the only one. So probably, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you both. Um, we're coming into a difficult election, and it seems, well, we it's, it's looking like a red wave, but it seems like there's some division among the rank and file, and I'm kind of wondering what you think we can do out here in the hinterlands to unite the party. And, oh, Hawkins, I actually have a super question for you. It seems like something's changed. Your newsletter, for those of you who are uh, readers of Hawkins' newsletter, it was the best in the in the state by far. And I hate to say it out loud, but I will. It's gone downhill. What's changed? It is and a great so, newsletter, by the way. It, my newsletter's gone downhill? 
I think so, yeah. It used to be like, I'm just being super frank right now. I used to read it top to bottom, all the way through, never got bored. Every paragraph, every sentence, I wanted to read the next one. And probably the last month or so, it's gone downhill. Well, and I don't know what that is. We Maybe don't... we're just like we're on the backside, and so it's not as interesting. Yeah, that's probably uh, not know, as I've, much I've, to cover, probably. I'm still getting lots of uh, emails every week about it, so I, I think that... I think that probably beauty's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> I think what the sure, what, I think sure. what the deal is is you're used to me pounding away at the governor and uh, oh, that's possible. And the governor has, uh, for some reason, the governor has started signing bills that she wouldn't normally sign. <laughs> She's all of a sudden a Republican. Yeah, she's all of a sudden trying to move to the right somehow, and 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 think she's going to fool the electorate. The electorate's very very well informed on that, and. And so I haven't been hitting her quite as hard as I was. Uh, believe me, I, I, I wonder what it's going to be like next year when I have a Republican governor and I don't have Laura Kelly to pound on each week. It's going to, I don't know, I'm going to have to figure something out there. To her first question, do you do you see a, 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 a split at all? I mean, I think there's a there's a segment, there's, there's a fringe part of the Republican Party, I think, that still, for example, thinks that Donald Trump won the election. But I don't think because I think nothing has united our party more than, say, for example, the value them both amendment. I, I've never seen our party as united as we as we are right now. In well, my opinion, I, I would say there's there's certainly there's still certainly a an element of our um, party who uh, certainly has doesn't agree with you know maybe they don't agree with. Uh, um, Derek Schmidt on everything, and and so we're never going to agree on everything. No, and there's there's, uh, and of course you've got, uh, we've got a, um, a an AG race that's going to be unbelievable. I think that uh, truly we're going to watch that, and we're going to be surprised when it's over, and it's probably not going to end up exactly the way some people think. Um, you know, you've got a treasurer's race that that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, you got a secretary of state. They're all going to be fun to watch, actually. And so, so we are kind of split up just a little bit. I don't disagree with you, Denidri, wholeheartedly. I, I do believe that once the primary is over, you will see the Republicans unite like they always do, and we'll go out there and we'll elect our people. Um, you know, one of the differences between the Republicans and the Democrats: the Democrats clean the field out, and they only have one person running. They don't have primaries generally. Uh, we do. I mean, hardly ever do we have a, a situation where there's not a primary. And, and in fact, Derek does have somebody that's filed and nobody knows who it is, but there is somebody that filed on the Republican side, side against him, but it's probably not going to be a big deal. Uh, but but I do think that we will be very, very much united when we get to the general. Uh, I'm looking here. Yeah, I, I do see. Yeah, he does have a... Uh... Yeah, it just happened last week. Yeah, I do see that. Yeah, and yep. you're right. I think it is. Uh, if you look at maybe we've learned because I think and Denidri knows because you know she she and I both know Secretary Kobach fairly well, and I, I think maybe Republicans have learned because one of the reasons we have Laura Kelly is because Republicans didn't coalesce enough behind our nominee in the last governor's cycle. And regardless of whether or not you thought Chris Kobach was was a great candidate, and he was certainly a flawed candidate, there are a lot of things that we could have done better in that race. But had we united behind our candidate, we would not have gone through four years of disastrous Laura Kelly. And and we own that. Republicans have to own that. We If we had united behind Chris, 
we wouldn't have been stuck with what we've just had to deal with. Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation in the media, and the media is never like Chris Kobach. Uh, the media basically doesn't like any Republican, but probably dislikes Chris Kobach more than anything. And so literally there were Republicans out there in the last governor election who listened to the media blast yep. away, yep. and then they vote for Greg Orman. And end up having a situation where we have an accidental governor called Laura Kelly. Yep. Um, Who didn't get a plurality of the vote, no, didn't get the majority no. of the vote. No. And so we, that should have never happened. That I would, when I, and I, I kind of called it early that that was going to happen. Cause as I was going through my district, walking my district, it just seemed like my conservative doors was saying, I'm not going to vote for Chris Kobach. And I'm going, you've got to vote for him. You know, otherwise this is what we get. Well, that's what we got. Uh, so hopefully this time around, when we get to the primary, everybody coalesces, and they should, and, and we elect our Republicans, and we come out really strong um, in November and, and get things done. The, of course, the other thing is is we've got to be strong during the primary and get value them both passed. So that's going to be important. I know we got to take a quick break. You stick around? Yeah. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Midwest Kia is here to help you navigate the ever-changing auto industry. You may hear phrases like market adjustments or fair market price. At Midwest Kia, you can use these terms to your advantage. And during our Memorial Month pre-owned sales event, you'll see why we've sold over 400 vehicles in the last two months to our local community. Midwest Kia's better way to buy puts the emphasis on value. Don't pay over sticker for market adjustments. Only pay a fair market price for your next pre-owned vehicle, and we'll give you over 300 to choose from. So take the cycles, fluctuations, and trends out of your car buying experience and get to Midwest Kia's Memorial Month pre-owned sales event. We've got the right value for the pre-owned car, truck, or SUV you're looking for. And if you have a trade, now's the best time to get top dollar for it. Visit Midwest Kia or MidwestKia.com for a simple, transparent, and fast car buying experience. And you'll see why people are singing We want to see you in a Midwest Kia the events shaping our world. The first military plane landing with more than 70,000 pounds of specialty formula. It should not be this hard for Americans to feed their families. These conditions have put consumers over a barrel. All of this is about lowering prices. So we can get it on the store shelves faster. As some of the nation's biggest corporations post their most massive profits. Greedy people just want more money. That's all it is. There's no baby food, for God's sakes. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm listening to the radio. And I don't understand the American people. We're lied to, we're abused. You must do what we tell you to do. It's lies. And I think a lot of people feel that way. I'm on the Let me tell you something. Something that people are missing right now. I want to hear what people are thinking. What are we doing about this insanity? 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Dave, you always love this song. 
Why do I, I knew this was coming at oh, least at it's some Chicago, point. John. I know, it is Chicago. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wake Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Only have a few minutes, Dan. I, Dave, I know you had a, we had a caller just a minute ago that asked a question and they dropped off, but what was their question? Uh, their question was about a hot topic here, Dan. I know a lot of people were talking about this session. Uh, medical marijuana. They want ah. to know what is it going to take to get that passed in The Kansas? Doritos question. Yeah. The Doritos, the Doritos I've never, question. I've never heard it called the Doritos question. Well, the brownies know, question. So, so, um, you know, in, uh, last year in 2021, the House did pass a medical marijuana bill. It went to the Senate. Um, the Senate did develop a bill and actually had some hearings on it. But they never worked the bill, and it never went anywhere. And so, um, for this year, it's gone. Uh, there's and all of those bills actually, any bill that was in the House or Senate now is ceases to exist. So next year, when we start, we'll be starting a brand new biennium. All those bills will have to be reintroduced if they're going to come back. Um, you know, I think I think it'll be up to the Senate to do something first. Uh, so if they develop a, a bill over the interim. Um, and, and actually work it, then we'll see it. But it's truly, I, I'm not an expert on what the Senate's going to do. So I would say, folks, um, you know, if you want it, call yeah, your senator. Recreational, same way. I mean, uh, I, recreational doesn't have a chance in Kansas. Yeah, that's I think just, you're right. there's, the, I, I bet you in the House, there's probably only, well, the Democrats would vote for it and maybe a couple of Republicans, but recreational just doesn't pass most. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I And I, I know who's the chair. Uh, is it the House or the Senate uh, feds? Because he just said, I saw an, it's an Rob Olson where Rob Olson yeah. said he was going to work over the interim and try and get a yeah. bill together. But you're right. I think it is up to the Senate now because the House passed it. It was a pretty good bill if you if you like the topic. Right. Uh, pretty restricted, pretty well controlled. But uh, I'm sorry the caller didn't stick around. But um... yeah, there's a there, you know there was there was a little talk there at the end, but it was just too big of a subject to do in just a short amount of time on the Senate side. So so everybody just needs to uh, leave us alone on the House side and call the Senate. <laughs> well, Denitri mentioned your uh, your newsletter. Give you one more chance to plug it because I think it's awesome. And uh, let let you if folks are interested, they can go yeah. to Dan Hawkins. Go, d- Go to Dan Hawkins, Kansas. Kansas is spelled out. DanHawkinsKansas.com. Down at that on that landing page at the bottom, there's a place to sign up for the newsletter, and you can get it every Friday. It's a fantastic newsletter. It gives you a great wrap-up. And, and uh, I am sorry that Denidri thinks it slipped. Uh, we, we work pretty hard on that, so I'll take that criticism and see if we can't improve it. There you it. go. Well, you know, we're always up for feedback. That's right. Next week, don't forget, we'll have Matt Schlapp with us. In the meantime, carry on, fellow deplorables. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.